Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Hello and welcome to another episode in the saga of Android Faithful, your weekly source for the latest news, hardware, and apps for the world of Android. I'm Jason Howell. And I'm Ron Richards. Uh, and I'm Winter Dow. Yeah. And I'm Michelle Ramon. And welcoming to the show. What's up? What's up? It's Flow Glow. <laughs> the Flow Glow. Good to have uh, you, Florence Ion. Welcome from to Gizmodo. Our, after, our after hours uh, going on till 3 a.m. Uh, uh, house beats. <laughs> Love oh, it. Oh, I wish. Maybe so for, when the kids are older. <laughs> for those of you, uh, you got to watch the show live and you got to tune in early uh, on Twitch and on YouTube uh, because. Uh, we were talking about Jason's previous life as a DJ and <laughs> yes. adventures in, in house music in San Francisco. And Michelle, we didn't get to it. What kind of music do you like, Michelle? Yeah, what is your yeah. music? Not to put you on the spot. <laughs> I oh, not to put you on the spot, but hold on one second. Okay, go. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's not nice. <laughs> I pretty much just listen to any relaxing music whenever I'm working. I don't really listen oh, to much. I mostly listen to podcasts when I'm driving, so not much time for music. So relaxing, like Yanni or what? No, I mean like lo-fi, lo-fi. Like classical lo-fi. music, lo-fi. Like that. Yeah. 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 It's like study music. So you're yeah. not a big, you're not, not super into like... No, I don't have like a Spotify subscription. I mean, it's jazz, like Dave Cause. <laughs> lo-fi is a, legi- a legitimate genre. It's legit, yeah, totally. Yeah, so. you know, I mean, you're not going to hear it on the radio. No, it no, is. Lo-fi it is instrumental, lo- but it's, it's a whole, it's a whole movement. Artists. Lo-fi girl, and Absol- all that. Yeah, 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 absolutely. So. Cool. All right, well, this, solid. This is what it is because we're a family. We like to get everyone to know. And, sp- and speaking like of that, know. actually, Jason, we had a family moment recently. Right? <laughs> we did, yeah. Um, I went to LA for a music conference and then found out that Ron was going for a music performance that didn't happen. Morrissey, yeah, and we ended up. Are you serious? Yeah, yes. I got a la- I got a last minute invite for an extra ticket to see Morrissey at the Forum this past sun- Saturday, um, and like literally like on Tuesday, you know, used points, bought a ticket to LA, and got you know got a cheap hotel, and then I was just like, oh wait a minute, Jason's going to be in Anaheim, I'm going to be in LA. 
Tom and Eileen live in LA. We should all hang out. And we and did. Sure enough, we did. Yeah. Woo. So if you go to, if you go to Instagram.com slash Android Faithful Podcast um, or check out Jason's or mine or Tom or Eileen's uh, podcast themselves, you can see that's us hanging out in Koreatown. Uh, that's so awesome. This past Saturday. It was pretty awesome. It was Super a, awesome. I mean, I, I saw a lot of cool things when I was at the conference, but this was my favorite moment of the entire yeah, trip. This is pretty cool. <laughs> my and favorite picture all week on Instagram. Lots of very cool. Android faithful DTNS uh, plotting occurred in, at, the, at this like, <laughs> luncheon, so it was fun. So. Yes, <laughs> and I had been carrying around, lugging around. Oops, I went to the wrong shot there. Lugging around this ginormous uh, award that when Tom worked at Twit, we got for Tech News Today back in like 2013. Literally, okay, so at this point, more than 10 years ago. And wow. I mean, the thing is just ginormous and huge and heavy and everything. And I've been lugging it around for years. And I was like, wait a minute, I can get it back to Tom. And so I put it in my luggage and got it back to him. I was really happy about that. Anyways, that's maybe more information than you needed. Yeah. Um, and also the concert I was going to got canceled. And so I just ended up being in LA Marcy. and hanging out with my friends all weekend. But I saw lots Marcy. of cool people and it was worth it. So. Ron, Morrissey doesn't respect you. No, I'm no. I, as, I mean, the thing is, because I was at a party this past Saturday night, and there's a lot of people making lots of jokes about it. And for those who listen, watch the show or listen to the show and don't know that I'm a big Smiths fan, a big Britpop fan, and of course I've been a big Morrissey fan. Politics aside, I'm not getting going down that rabbit hole. Um, <laughs> valid complaints. I'm not arguing. Art artist, cool. But um, uh, but I was like, doesn't he cancel like all the time? Like, was it like a 50-50 shot? I was like, no. Yeah. Actually, there is a website that tracks every concert cancellation of his since 1988. And I, I quickly did some napkin math, and it's roughly about 23% yeah. annual. So you've, you've got a, a you know 25% chance he's going to cancel. Uh, this is not was not my first cancellation. So, oh, uh, yeah. but three out of four ain't bad. Yeah, three out of four ain't bad. Listen, <laughs> I've, I've got, I mean, like he did he did five nights at the Apollo in New York 20 years ago in 2004. Did all five nights, didn't cancel any of those. I was at all five of them. But yeah, okay, so. so you racked up the, the yeah, percentage yeah, points yeah, there. Yeah. Oh, okay. Anyway, all right. Let's, uh, this isn't this isn't all about uh, Morrissey. It's a uh, no, but I think maybe we have a good show idea to work <laughs> no, on. No, we don't. No, we're not we don't doing this. <laughs> don't touch that with a ten foot pole. It gets really dark. Yeah. After well, okay. that. that would get so, really complicated. Real, real quick, real, and then we'll move on. Back in 2005, when at the beginning, nascent podcasting, when I'm listening to Buzz Out Loud, that's when I started listening to Tom and Jason and over at CNET, and then I started iFanboy with with Josh and Connor. I was like, I want to do podcasts, right? And so I'm like. Because I fanboy was going really well, and I was like, "What else can I do a podcast about?" So I started a podcast about Morrissey, and it was called Mozcast, and we did like, and it was going to be like a weekly. What's going on in the world of Morrissey? This is before he started putting. Well, no, I mean it was before he started really putting his foot in his mouth. He had already said some stuff, whatever. Um, and we did like three episodes and then stopped doing it. And like when I look back, I'm like, I'm so glad I stopped doing that because I yeah. didn't want to have to be the one like, well, you know, when he says that, this, he really means that. Like, I don't want to be defending any of it. I'm going to stop talking now. Let's do this. That, yeah, that show would have gone a million different directions. That you yeah. probably didn't want to go. Um, possibly some of you didn't want to go there with this show. Well, you know what? We're going to go ahead and take our detour into the content see, of the is, day. When Flo is here, it just goes off the rails. I blame I know, and I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm okay, sorry. we haven't talked about nine. 210 yet. Okay. Uh, so it's time for the news. That, time for the news. But I, I snuck in a reference. 
<laughs> oh, dang. Good. Okay, I missed it. All right. Let's get to the news. Dang it. Oh, before we do, patreon.com slash Android Faithful. There. I got it in at the beginning. Yeah, support us. If you, if you like Be what you're us. hearing, if you like what you're hearing, go support yeah. it. Patreon.com slash Android Faithful. So. That's right. That's right. Says, Don't blame Flo, where you're like this all the time. <laughs> Don't opportunistically, like, you know, put it in. Here's the back. thing. When the camera and the mics turn off, we're this this is what it's like all the time. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. This is just life. Yep. All right. Uh, we have a lot of news to talk about. So win and flow, kind of a combined effort here when what do you got well i got some bad news i mean it's, we already talked about this bad news back a few weeks ago with adam dowd where basically of the about 17 or so assistant features that are going bye bye the change that changes the little microphone that lives in the google launcher search bar is now the change to kind of make it not assistant launching has gone out if you hit that little microphone in ne- that's next to a Google Lens in the Google launcher bar, what you will get instead of Assistant is voice search. So that's not confusing in the slightest. You can still, for now, get Google Assistant, uh, and it will let you know if, uh, I think the first few times you launch it, it'll let you know, hey, by the way, this is, go- this is voice search now. If you're looking for Google Assistant, you can either long press the power button or just say your hot phrase of choice. Well, the one involving G, not the one involving S. Um, but that, that that confusion doesn't end there uh, because it looks like, uh, well, I mean, we have an idea now very accidentally from Google of what Assistant with Bard might look like and how you might launch it. Um, little leaky peaky of what that might look like. And Michelle, you commented on this on Twix as well. But basically, there's a little demo video out about how you'll launch Bard. There is a Bard app. And when you hit that button, you'll get a little floating window that shows you, you know, um, uh, you can't see it on the live stream just yet because we're having video loading problems. But you'll basically see a little floating window and it has, you know, your generative AI options with like chat, uh, sorry, like a, a microphone and a camera. And that allows you to launch into a BART experience. Like, for example, the demo video shows, you know, you like, you know, uh, giving it a picture of a plant and then getting, you know, generative AI, you know, results for that plant. Um, So the thing that is confusing is that this demo video shows not just you launching this new BART experience from the BART app, but also from holding down the power button and also from saying, hey, G. (laughs) Um, So, yes. Probably some details to work out there, um, but don't count on your assistant microphone button in your launch search or launch launcher search bar to do anything you expect it to anymore. Uh, if anything, guess that it might be Bard, um, which may not be called Bard uh, <laughs> on launch. It might be called Gemini. So, um, yeah, I mean, Michelle, just to go back to the whole um, thing with the Google Assistant with Bard demo video, uh, you you covered this. You covered this right. You got some more little detail about maybe some particulars about how this might be launched, uh, maybe in a March pixel drop or a feature drop. Yeah. So basically that video that you just showed on screen, um, Jason was from the pixel tips app, which is like an app that's preloaded on pixel devices that tells you about certain features and how they work. And like under the hood, there's like a file that shows, okay, this device should have this tip showing because not every pixel device has access to the same features. And the particular file that, you know, controlled what devices this BARD tip should be shown on said that this will be launching in March of 2024, which most likely coincides with the Pixel feature drop for next month. And then it also said that uh, don't show this tip on certain devices. And those devices were every single Pixel device except for the 
tensor powered Pixel phones. So the Pixel 6 series would have this tip, the Pixel 7 series, the Pixel 8 series would have this tip, but not the Pixel Fold, the Pixel tablet, or any of the older Pixel phones. And that kind of suggests that if they're going to sh- exclude this barred tip from showing on those older Pixel devices, that means maybe this barred feature won't be available on those devices because why would you show a tip for a feature that's not available for a particular device? So mm. potentially this feature could be limited to just tensor-powered Pixel phones. But we don't know. We're still a month away from this launching, assuming it does launch next month. But Flo, you, you, had some, you, had some, you were excited to talk to us about some things you heard regarding... All of you the, the bard room. slash Gem- Ge- Gemini. I can't Gem- Gemini? Gemini. 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 Gemini news. <laughs> I, I mean, everything that I am excited to talk to you guys about always, uh, 80% of the time is conjecture because sure. <laughs> I am a g- huge gossip, uh, especially <laughs> in the Android realm. Um, but it, I mean, it all kind of makes sense just from like a trajectory standpoint because everything is getting consolidated i actually just turned over my voice icon to voice search i actually want to go into voice search when i hit that little icon i have no idea what they're going to be doing now that we have the new circle to search gesture that's available which you love i absolutely do love and i use it like 12 times a day if i'm using the ultra i'm still waiting for it to come to the pixel 8 and the 8 pro for, but for right now on the Galaxy S24 Ultra, it is definitely it's definitely the new way to use Android. Hmm. Well, that's a that's a big statement. Yeah, that's a huge <laughs> statement. But so, but, but but so, Flo, there you know. But this month, this at least to me, this month has been a rocky, feels like a bumpy road by Google to the end users in terms of what's happening and what changes are doing, what changes are occurring. And even by in the confusion of the, you know, the two weeks that we've had of we're losing the microphone at the bottom. Why are they getting rid of the microphone? No, the microphone's going to stay there. It's just going to do something different and it's going to do this and things like that. And it's all kind of tied up to the identity of assistant and, and whatever Bard is becoming and all this stuff kind of Michelle found. And it's definitely going in a direction. Right. And, and Flo, mm-hmm. you, you've, you've talked to Google. I mean, like you've covered this stuff and I think you've had a bit more access than we had at least about it, but like, do you think it's going in the right direction? I, I think we're going to have to wait just a little bit longer. Okay. 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 I think we're just seeing, re-names. I think we're just seeing the beginnings of some of what's going on. I think the most important thing to pay attention to is the fact that circle to search, which is a Google search feature rolled out on the back of the galaxy S 24 launch. I mm-hmm. think that's a really telling big thing to it, big, a big telling thing to pay attention to. Okay. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so. not, a, not at all um, mysterious or intriguing. <laughs> no. <laughs> Because the rest of it is just confusing. Yeah. I, I was confused just trying to figure out the difference between the two things that we were talking about on the show and the fact that they seem to be trying to... But I mean, Google to, yeah. is... Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt when I just wanted to say that Google is really disorganized as a company as it is because a, <laughs> a lot of the divisions don't work together. They clearly do not talk. It's very apparent just from being a user of these things for like more than 10 years and seeing how stuff has fluctuated. Google just going to try and figure out what works the best. I think the strategy right now, and this is just from what we've been watching unfold in front of us, is to offload some of that 
Androidness onto Samsung and kind of mm. tapping in the marketing that they have going on because at the end of the day, like their phones are the best ones. They're the ones that are offering, you know, the best of what the industry has, the highest tier specifications and all that. Like what you're still getting with a Pixel is, it still feels like playtime at Google. <laughs> I, I don't know. I'd, I'd push back on that. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure the Pixel feels like playtime. But I do, but I would agree with you, Flo, that Samsung continues. Even with the temperature check Oh on well, Pixel 8 Pro? No, don't get me wrong. Google makes bad decisions. I mean, maybe that was a good decision gonna, when they made it. It's just time to hasn't told them. We'll, we'll get to we're, that. We're going to get to that today. Don't worry. Yeah, for sure. That's coming a little bit later. But I don't think the Pixel is, is total playtime. I think Google sometimes makes wrong decisions, and then they end up removing it. That's what they did with Soli. Okay, um, so playtime, yes, is probably but, a little a little harsh. Yeah, but I'm, um, but it, I'm not saying saying that to disagree with you entirely because I do I do agree with you that when it comes to a lot of these kind of like advancements Google is 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 trying to keep the pace and and doing good at keeping the pace and setting the pace in certain ways Samsung appears to always kind of be right there and they, you know that's why I think you you find Samsung and Apple in the, the same conversation I was just about to say that you know who else is always right there is Apple and I think sometimes yeah. as a consumer I get a little frustrated with Google because I see what Samsung and Apple do and like how well they do it. And I'm like, why can't this be me? (laughs) (laughs) I chose the pixel because I wanted this experience too. And I wanted the direct access to Google, but at least now maybe I won't have to choose so much if I'm choosing between Samsung and Google. So choose what you love. That's the that's the moral that's, of the story. But what if I don't know what I love? <laughs> choose what you think you might love. And if you don't love it, choose something else. I don't know. <laughs> choose the Pixel because the Pixel every couple of months has a feature drop that uh, is meant to convince you that you love what they're doing. And maybe you do. But apparently they have a new Pixel drop that I have not received on my phone yet, unfortunately. Me either. But... The aforementioned uh, temperature sensor getting an update. Skin yeah. temperatures now possible with the Pixel 8 Pro. So I might have 0.3% more reason to use it than I already do, which was like 0.1%. Um, I mean, seriously, that thing's not coming back in the next iteration of the phone. Like, there's just no way. Why would it? But I could be wrong. Um, Circle to search, which, as we also talked about before, Flo, you absolutely love. And I can't wait to use that. I'm, I'm really curious to, to get my, my circle and fingers on it. Um, but you don't have to circle. I'm sorry to interrupt. Oh, you don't? Well, no, you can it's scratch. It's great because you don't have to circle. You can just highlight what you're trying to look at, and it will Google search for you. Yeah, you can, you can just, like, scribble. Uh, if you need to, uh, Magic Compose and Google Messages now on device for the Pixel 8 Pro. That's care of Gemini. There's that word, Gemini. Gemini Nano, actually, in this case. Um, Photo Emoji. Let me show this one. So, if you're in Google Messages, you can take a photo from your phone, like this cat that we're seeing very smallly, um, and it will separate that from the background and make it an emoji. So you can then re- react with it. That's Interesting. I'll, I'll check that out. I don't know how much I'd use it, but it's it's an i that's an iOS copycat feature. Is it Sorry. already got that on iOS? Yeah, they have like a similar feature where you can touch and hold, and then it'll kind of crop out the object or the or the thing, the noun uh, that you're highlighting, and then you can use it as a sticker oh, in okay. iMessage. 
Okay. So this, you know, this had to come. It must come. Now you can turn your cat into a reaction shot. Um, the arrival of QuickShare, as we've talked about many, many times, nearby share turning into QuickShare. And then audio switch, which uh, comes to the Pixel Watch. So this is, I think I understand this. You're watching something on one device and you can send the audio from you know your Bluetooth headphones over to your Pixel Watch with like a, a little notification that appears, something along yeah, those lines. Yeah, I, I I don't I don't have a lot of faith that this is is going to be a smooth thing, yeah, <laughs> but uh, but I yeah, don't have Pixel Buds, so I guess I shouldn't. But the, but handle handoff at Bluetooth is never easy. Yeah, well. that's yeah. fair. Yeah, uh, and then finally, minty green flavor of the or sorry color of the, the rumors were true. Yeah, the rumors were true. <laughs> if, if you lick your mint green Pixel phone and it tastes refreshing, let it write in and let us know. <laughs> I have to say I'm a little disappointed they didn't offer it at the beginning because I would have not bought a pink phone. I actually felt kind of pandered to that pink was the one that they ended up making available. But that said, I'm not going to buy a new phone because I'm already super established with the phone that I have now. Why a a late? Like, was there not enough mint whatever available at the time or why? the Like, they've never done this before, introduced a new color post-launch it's a very apple move remember when apple did the the mid banana iphone two years Mm -hmm. ago Mm -hmm. but google's not apple right but maybe google wants to be apple in this yeah sometimes if it works i mean i want to be i i want to be rich and famous you know but i can't (laughs) you will be you can manifest that girl you got got it manifest i think that's what the kids are saying yeah oh man (laughs) I wonder if well, I don't know. Do it's January thirtieth. It's January thirtieth, so we've got another day or two. We've got another day, or else this is in the January pixel drop, right? <laughs> yeah. That's Speaking true. of it being a January pixel drop, this is actually the first time they've ever done a feature drop like this. Every single other feature drop has been coinciding with a quarterly Android OS update. Versus this mm. feature drop is just a couple of app updates, and that's it. So I wonder if they're going to continue doing that, or if it's just a one-off thing because they're releasing the Mint Marketing. Pixel phone. Well, it's marketing, this is right? Part it's, of the marketing, exactly, right? Like, like they're, they're going to take the advantages where they can, whether it's an Android update or just app updates. You know, where you know, I'd I'd rather see them do this on a monthly basis, have some consistency, and either have it be a big one or a small one, or just do something. Um, but rather than there not being pixel drops for months on end, like we've seen, so. Can I also add that I think piggybacking all of this on the back of the big Samsung launch is the smarter thing to do because the truth of the matter is the Pixel brand is not the brand that drives Android as a platform forward. It's Samsung and what Mm -hmm. they are selling to the masses, especially here in the US and Canada, right? So to have those Pixel drops even matter, they need to start having it come to the phones that people actually wield in hand. So I have a feeling that this is the year they're going to try and see what what they can get based off of their third-party partnerships. That's really what Samsung Galaxy Impact felt like, too, yeah. is to like, hey, we're not making much headway on our, you know, what, 4% market share. Hey, Samsung, you've got, like, whole almost 20%. Like You make a lot of money for South you make Korea. You a lot of money. Like, <laughs> hey, friend, buddy, partner, what do you think? What do you think? Oh, well, yeah, marketing, and, and they did it. They d- they took over the Shark Stadium and just, you know, excuse me, Sharks Arena. You're excused. Yep. And made it all 
<laughs> all sparkly and pretty. Yep. Uh, Michelle, I have to ask because I, I didn't get to I didn't get to ask you this. Did you also have to climb over seats to get down to the bottom of the demonstration area? Uh, no, but I did have to wait a while oh. because they like were controlling how many people they allowed into the area for I think the fire safety. Probably reasons. just gave gave myself away as climbing over the seats. <laughs> You yeah, probably weren't the only. You definitely sorry to weren't the, the only one. Security guard. I'm sorry to the security guard. I pushed. <laughs> you pushed a security guard. That's not appropriate. I, I pushed a security guard, and I got flagged by a San Jose PD on the way to the venue for speeding. Jeez, wow. this is an eventful day. <laughs> all right. Well, I can't follow that one. I didn't at all. on that one, but. But, but listen, Michelle. No, so no. <laughs> but listen, Flo. I do know you love your wearables, uh, as does everybody else here listening and watching. Um, and good news that Wear, Wear OS uh, five is indeed coming, uh, and we might actually see it later this year. Um, uh, this is all based on. It's going to all be based on Android fourteen. Um, and actually, Google and Samsung working together because Samsung is working to support a build of Android fourteen for the next Galaxy Watch seven chip. Uh, that uh, and that build was uh, referenced uh, was referred to. As as Wear OS 5, so likely Summer's Galaxy Watch 7 and Fall's Pixel Watch 3. Um, and then over on an APK Insight, uh, shed some light on Material U theming coming to Wear OS 5, which is not a surprise given Google and you know Material U and all that sort of stuff, um, as well as a redesigned app launcher, which I think is a great addition and change. Um, and actually, Michelle, you kind of dug into uh, what could be coming beyond Wear OS 5 to Wear OS 6 when you're you know, doing your analysis. Uh, what, do, what, do you, what do you see coming in the future for Wear OS? Well, I was basically just corroborating 9to5Google's report. Um, like a couple of months ago, I discovered like a hint that Wear OS 6 would be based on Android 15. And by extension, Wear OS 5 would be based on Android 14. And the reason that's significant is because for the past couple of releases, Wear OS has been skipping an Android version, like whatever it's based on. For example, Wear OS 2 was based on Android 9, Wear OS 3 was based on Android 11, and Wear OS 4 was mm. based on Android uh, 13. So if you continue that trend, you would expect that Wear OS 5 would be based on Android 15. But um, according to 9to5Google's report and my corroboration, it looks like it's going to be based on Android 14 instead. So we might be moving to a yearly release cycle instead of a bi-yearly release cycle. And um, we don't exactly know what features will be coming in the next version of Wear OS. Uh, the 9to5Google report, doesn't like it's not confirmed if those features are going to be coming to Wear OS 5. It's more likely it's just going to be a system update to existing Wear OS 4 devices that'll bring the material you support because that's already in the OS for um, Wear OS 4 based on Android 13. And that grid app launcher would probably just be an update to the launcher app on Wear OS devices. So um, that's probably coming before the next major version of Wear OS, but uh, we'll, f we'll have to wait and find out. Cool. I, love, I have I love to say, Flo? I have to say, regarding Wear OS, <clears throat> that um, I did end up buying a Galaxy Watch 6, but I have not worn it since I got my Pixel Watch 2 review unit. I've only been wearing the Pixel Watch 2 review unit. Part of it is because of the interface. There's a, there's a different interface on the Samsung Galaxy Watch, right? It's a little more of the Samsung flavoring. Yeah. But... The seamlessness between the pixel and the pixel, it's it's unparalleled. Um, unparalleled. It's unparalleled. It's funny because it and nice. honestly, I'm liking it. it. 
it's a little hard to, it's starting to get a little hard to mix devices in yes. the Android world. Oh, wow. Yeah. Isn't that funny hard. how that's working? Are, are you getting locked into a, uh, to a lane? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm missing out on some things from buying the Samsung watch with the Pixel phone, right? Yep. And I was missing out some things, but is then I design? see some of the seamlessness. I mean, yes, it is by design and it's working on me. That's what I'm saying. It's working. <laughs> Wouldn't it be so nice if you could seamlessly transfer all your data between your devices? Wouldn't oh, it, wouldn't that, that would be, nice? be like Michelle? your why, why do you profiles? Bring that up? <laughs> so that was, it looks that was like ace. that was good. <laughs> so while I was setting up, uh, while we were messing up, messing around with the Galaxy S twenty four, one of my readers uh, discovered that when they were going to transfer their eSIM, um, they're they're opening up the page on their Galaxy S twenty four to transfer an eSIM, a pop up appeared on their nearby LG V sixty that asked them to transfer their eSIM from their V sixty to their Galaxy S twenty four. And I was able to replicate this with my Pixel 8. And this is, the I think, the first time we've seen a cross-device eSIM transfer between Android devices from different brands. So Samsung has had an eSIM transfer feature before on earlier versions of One UI, but it only worked between Galaxy devices. This one seems to work between Android devices of different brands, although it seems to be limited to certain carriers like T-Mobile right now. So that's kind of a big limitation, obviously, because not everyone is using T-Mobile or has an eSIM from T-Mobile. But hopefully if this gets expanded to more carriers in the future, it'll make transferring data between your devices much more seamless and setting up a new device much more simple. And, and that's a big if though, right? It's always that if it is, rolls out to more it's carriers. Gonna be, right? yeah, yeah. yeah, carriers are definitely the big bottleneck here. Yeah. Hmm. So. Oh, they continue. They continue to ruin everything. <laughs> eSIM really promised, it seemed like it promised like easier and i don't know that it necessarily has been <laughs> i'm afraid i'm a, so yes. i'm afraid to to so i currently have the iphone review unit is the one that has my eSIM on it so it's the only eSIM phone number that i have rolling around but i'm afraid to take it off of that and then not have service on the review unit when i need it so i just kind of have this dormant number that lives perpetually on ios because I'm scared. I'm really mm. scared to move it. It's, it's, I prefer a physical little card yeah. that I can take out and physically see it go inside and activate. The although, although can I tell you the downside to the whole physical card thing that happened to me the other day? They're, they're so small. That would, I mean, <laughs> my, they are, they are. are so big. <laughs> what happened? The, so on my, so I've, I've got the, the A pro, right. And I was having issues with some messages, uh, again, SMS messages that weren't coming through. They were just swirling and swirling no matter what I did. So I was like, okay, I'm going to pop my, my SIM card into my pixel seven pro and, um, the tray, the tray snapped. Oh, so it like snapped into two pieces. Can I like put the that? SIM on it. And just went. <laughs> so now I can't like. I can't use it. I can't use it in the phone because the tray is broken. Oh, <laughs> Anyways, that's just when I was uh, when I was going through that like that tool to take screenshots of it. One of the pages, uh, since I actually do use T-Mobile, like I have a physical T-Mobile SIM, it asked me, "Do you want to convert and transfer your e transfer this T-Mobile SIM from your previous phone to your new phone?" I'm like, "No way. I'm not not for the sake of an article. I'm not going right. to get rid of my." <laughs> that sounds complicated SIM. to undo. <laughs> yeah, like you just don't know. I qu I question your loyalty there, uh, Michelle. In terms of <laughs> but at least I would have done the same thing, Michelle. <laughs> I feel like no. But T-Mobile has generally always been really open to people swapping the SIMs between devices yeah, because they, they just have. care about you being on the network. With a network like Verizon, for instance, they 
they have to kind of like register your phone on the back end before it's fully usable, which mm. is very annoying. Very. I will also say the other reason I don't uh, switch around the eSIM is because then I have to wait for three days to get out of iMessage purgatory. Right. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah. That's no it's good. Annoying. It's no annoying. good. So. Oh, oh well, <sighs> that's no good. But you know what's good? Our patrons. Hell yes, yeah. they are. Yes, they are. And because our patrons are so good and so wonderful and support us in this endeavor, we like to give them a pick of three news stories that we post every Monday at 12 o'clock Eastern, whatever that is, Pacific, 9 a.m.? <laughs> what is 9 it? 9 a.m. 9 a.m. Pacific. Yeah. And then on Today, on Tuesday, uh, by 2 p.m. Pacific and 5 p.m. Eastern, we pick the most voted of these options to talk about today. Uh, and so the losers this week were Samsung reminds people that Bixby exists <laughs> with 9% of the vote. Obviously, y'all don't really give them. No, that's just a given. That's just a given. <laughs> but I mean, it's kind of funny that Samsung is like, hey, Bixby's still here. Uh, another the, the next runner up was Google Chat to go and gain voice messages support with 13% of the vote. A messaging um, option that didn't win. How about that? That's, yeah, that's kind of significant I mean, right there. His voice. Uh, yeah. um, but <laughs> oh, what yeah. did win, what did win, and because time is a flat circle, uh, is that Pixel phones are broken again uh, with a very similar sounding storage bug. So yes, users, uh, Pixel users are reporting that the January 2024 Google Play system update has locked them out of their phone's internal storage. So there's some kind of permission issue that is preventing users from accessing their own system storage, which is not good and is resulting in a lot of, you know, dysfunction, app crashing and very real kind of data loss, data loss risk. And again, this is not, <laughs> not dissimilar to the one that happened in October, uh, 2023. And of course, Google has acknowledged the issue and they say they're quote, looking into it. Um, Michelle, you, you actually did follow up a, a bit on this. Is there any more flavor? And, and did you get, like, did you get any more information on this or just have any more flavor to put on the story other than here we go again? Uh, Google hasn't commented publicly with any details, but they did like send out a message privately to OEMs telling them, hey, we're going to stop rolling out the January 2024 Google Play system update because we found an issue that is leading to users not being able to access their files or open their camera and you know all the issues you described just now. And um, they, they're still investigating the root cause, but it has to do... They think it has to do with a one of the project mainline modules that's updated through Google Play system updates seems to just get reverted back to its factory installed version. And because this is a module that's relied upon by other system apps and other modules, it's causing this mismatch between uh, the code that's in the factory installed version and the code that's in the updated version of these other apps and causing things to crash. So that's that's what they think is the root cause. And they're still investigating it, but I haven't heard any updates since. Yeah, and um, is it is it is it? I saw some speculation. This was something about ma mainline and like the special Apex file system that goes with that. Is that you, you, is that confirmed or is that? Yeah, not, well, I mean, uh, it's not publicly confirmed, but that's what okay. I heard. That's yeah. that's a speculation. Okay. Yes. Well, um, yeah. So if you if you do have a Pixel phone, maybe avoid that January twenty twenty four Google Play system update if you can. And yeah, flat circle. Um, 
It's happening all over again. So uh, condolences to folks that are having these issues because it's a bad one. Um, but that being said, that was our patron pick. We do again post the patron pick every Monday. And if you want to participate in this patron pickness, pickiness, pickness, pick voting, uh, please join our Patreon at patreon.com slash Android Faithful. And you can get in on the fun like like the like the patrons we are shouting out this week, like uh, Ramiro Martinez Jr., Richard Zirkel, and Patrick Fuentes. And Patrick... Patrick Fuentes, I have to give him a little extra life. Patrick Fuentes actually is a really good friend. He was, and he, well, I mean, you never, he never stopped being an Android dev. Uh, he was an Android dev back in the day uh, in the Twin Cities. He is now a DevRel uh, e- uh, engineering manager at Google. Patrick, appreciate you, man. Like, that's so awesome. I saw your name and I had to like reverse look up your Gmail. It is, it, is, it is fun when you see people who you actually know yeah. supporting yeah. what you're doing, which is, I mean, like, no. it's so great that so many of you that I don't know, even though you know us, but we don't know you personally. But like, when people we personally know chip in that. That's yeah, fantastic. thanks, Patrick. Now, Patrick is a wonderful guy. He's definitely like Android fam. And uh, I, anyway. Thanks, Patrick. I hope you hear this and uh, love you, dude. Thank you. Real, real quickly, you. because I didn't get a chance to, uh, uh, I didn't want to interrupt you, Win, while you're going over it, going over the story that won, though. But a quick question. So we went over the p- January pixel drop update, and then there's this story. <laughs> What should we do? Should we not install the January update? Until well, we know th- this those is are fixed? two different. Oh. The January Pixel feature drop oh. is just a bunch of app updates. The, right. The January Google Play system update uh, is okay. a separate thing, but that's Got already it. been halted. That's not being rolled out. Okay. Anymore. Okay. So we're safe then. Okay. Good. 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 Okay. Yeah, so. <laughs> <laughs> Great distinction. That no. Thank you, Ron. I wanted that. to ask. Okay, we can move on. All right, and we will. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. (laughs) (laughs) Moving on to hardware. It is time... (laughs) For you to hear the news about Fossil, because I think, didn't we talk about this 
in a previous episode at some point that there were rumors that Fossil might exit, or was that Aww. somebody else? Gosh. <laughs> it's going to make me cry. Well but... deserved, though. Okay. I mean, this is... Okay, I got to compose myself. By the way, Android Faithful uses the really slow, drawn out version. Yeah, this of is tabs. a. Yeah, so. This, this, is, this is a long one. It's a really white. Okay. Yeah, okay, good. Uh, I couldn't concentrate. I was, the tears were flowing so hard. Uh, so, Fossil is yet another fashion brand that's exiting the Wear OS um, ecosystem. But- Announced its exit from the smartwatch business, not just Wear OS. It's like, you know what? Smartwatches, peace out. We're out of here. We're going to go back to traditional watches. I don't even know what we were thinking. They didn't say that. Who was buying them? I don't Well, I don't know. A Fossil had a didn't pretty Google solid Fossil? arsenal. Wait, didn't Google buy Fossil? Like, isn't Fossil owned by Google now? No, what I mean, no. who was buying the no. Fossil watches out in but, the wild? No, I know that. But what I mean is that, like, w- then why did Google buy Fossil if they're not going to sell smartwatches? I, I don't I think did. they bought. I don't, I don't, think, I don't remember. I thought they hearing. did, didn't they? Uh, oh. They, like, bought some of their Fossil technical... Tech, their oh, technology. Yeah. Yeah. They did not buy... The The brand is still very much... Okay, I thought they bought thing. the brand. It's an airport, duty-free shopping, places okay, everywhere. Yeah. Yes. Looked it up. Okay. They bought yeah. some of their IP. They bought yeah. their IP. Okay, so yeah. they bought some of the IP. That's it. All right. Can maybe yes. find it at Nordstrom. <laughs> Fossil I, I rocked a Fossil watch for years from, like, high school to college that was like the that was like the mid-tier watch you know you were like i need to get something fancy for prom and homecoming yeah Yeah. but but i i went prom and homecoming it's kind of sad because (laughs) it is fossil and mob boy were like the two ones that were carrying wear os for a couple of years well fossil was one of the early ones too i mean they got in on it early right and so yeah yeah, Those I hybrid mean, watches were beautiful, watches. I have to say. I, I have two of them. I have like kind of one of the first gen ones. It was really beautiful. It was smaller than what Android was offering at the time. And, you know, for those of us with smaller wrists, that was really welcome. And then I got another one from them last year that I just I kept meaning to review. And then it just I think because it didn't take precedence over maybe some other things that it came out in 2023 i think fossil sort of read the writing on the wall of like this is not something that's really moving the needle and maybe we need to just cut our losses so they tried the smartwatch thing smartwatch thing I mean, obviously i can't didn't blame them out. you gotta go you got you got data telling you what people well, are buying, you, yeah you know? absolutely yeah, so, so the gen 6 was la- was the last of their smartwatches it was launched in 2021 uh fossil does say they're going to they plan to support their existing Wear OS watches for the next couple of years. Don't really know any details beyond that. Probably just to make sure there's no, yeah, like security, security. breaches. Yeah, like, major but, security you thing. Know. But eventually that's going to get folded into something else. It's a bummer. It's a bummer. It is these- sad. Like I, I think when Wear OS first came out and like, you know, we were talking about a different job I've been at, whether we should support Wear OS or not, because, you know, we know how things are. We know like, how Google is. And so every new thing, new proposition is kind of like, oh, is this a good ROI? And just the fact that they had a couple of, you know, huge watch brands behind them, you know, mm-hmm. and supporting wear for so long mm-hmm. made it less risky. And they, and I think Fossil for a lot of people, at least in the dev space, did kind of be like, okay, well, that's worth something, right? But obviously not enough to Fossil anymore. Not, not saying that with any hate at all, just sad. Well, no, and it's, but it also speaks to the fashion industry as a whole, which is something that, you know, 
Apple is a fashion accessory in the fashion world. Mm. I have a feeling if they wanted to put on a runway show, people would show up and treat it like a legitimate affair. I'm not sure that any Android brand would have, maybe Samsung could pull it off. Maybe. They could pull it off in, not, I mean, here or in the world. I think Samsung could definitely pull it off in Korea or whatever. In fact, they probably are, right? You know, but, and maybe they could pull it off here. I agree with you there, Flo. But yeah, but um, I don't know. The whole wearable category as as a whole, I think is just, you know, there's there's Apple and everybody, and then there's everybody else, unfortunately. So Unfortunately, I agree. But I'm still wearing my (laughs) Pixel Watch 2. It's coming really handy. I, mine, mine is it's right here. Work. It's not on my wrist, but I have it, and it's. Uh, I haven't charged it because I'm. I just get so annoyed at putting it on that stupid thing. I Although know. I did see a cool floppy base. puck. Somebody shared. I saw. I saw there was a pixel design base. There was a spot for the watch and for the phone. And I was like, okay. oh, that's what I need. But uh, yeah. yeah, we'll see. So. Yeah. Silly, yeah, silly. I have been on a pixel. I take. I've been taking breaks now from the smartwatch so that Good. I'm not. Yeah. Trying to monitor every movement. Yeah, it, the and, and the constant nagging of like, oh, this just happened. Oh, this will, just happened. I will oh, tell you, happened. after being in Los Angeles and visiting with friends, a lot of which have Apple Watches, there were several, several moments over four days where conversations were interrupted by their getting something on their watch and, and looking at it. And like one person actually apologized. He's like, I'm sorry, this might be my daughter. He's like, oh, no, it's not. Okay, let's go on. You know, and then proceed. You know what? And then. And then proceeded to later just then can keep on checking throughout the whole conversation as if the one apology covered it all. It's so, yeah. No, okay. See, I was going to say at least he apologized, but, but it, it actually does super bother me when somebody checks their watch yes. in the middle of talking to me. Agreed. I'm saying it's, it's same rude. Thing. Well, it's well, and actually, it's really funny because Jason, when we were with Tom and Eileen, we, we, were, we were we were noting all the scratches on my Pixel 8 front because I don't have yeah. a case and I have all these scratches. And Jason did note. Because I we were at the uh, we, were, we were I don't know where we were at the restaurant or whatever and my phone was face down on the table. Yep. And Jason's like, uh, oh, you're probably getting all the scratches because you put your phone face down. I go, yeah, I yeah. put my phone face down while I'm with people because I don't want it up to interrupt me yeah. during the conversation, right. right? And so I want to show you I'm putting my phone down so I can engage with you yep. in person because we are yep. people. So yeah, people are people. Anyway. Off true. our high horse. <laughs> That's right. People are people, and people make accidents, unfortunately. Yes, Some of them can be potentially deadly, like when yeah. you're driving a car, oh, a gosh, two-ton vehicle. I, we're Jeez, getting real here. Ball. That's why I drive a Subaru. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> That's why we all drive Subarus. <laughs> we all... No, not all of us. <laughs> if you have a, you know, if you have a Pixel phone or a modern iPhone, we're not here to judge, even though it is Android faithful, um, you have a feature that comes in handy called car crash detection and uh, hopefully you never have to use it but if you do end up in a situation where you do have to use it this feature can dial emergency services and locate uh like tell your tell them your location um you know like call your loved ones automatically and you know basically get you the help that you need immediately when you might not be able to access your phone and for many years only pixel phones and finally iPhones have had this feature but it looks like Samsung might be bringing it I'm saying might because there's very, like, not a lot of hard evidence, but they might be bringing this to the Galaxy S24 and the Galaxy Z Fold 5. So when um, I was just digging through the phone, looking through mm-hmm. what's new, I found a sensor that's mysteriously called Car Crash Detect Wake Up. And I don't really know any other way to interpret it other than the fact that there's a sensor that is designed to detect when you're in a car crash. 
And this is obviously not a, like a physical sensor. It's not like an actual sensor that they bought and put in the phone that just is dedicated to car crash. This is likely just a composite sensor that's like a virtual sensor that takes mm. data from the gyroscope accelerometer and then just treats it as one thing so that an apps just have to read from the car crash detect. Um, unfortunately, like, I didn't find any other evidence within the OS that suggests there's like a like there's gonna be like an alert screen that shows you what happens when you're in a car crash and like there's no system for alerting emergency services. There's just this sensor, and then there's also an app that handles starting and stopping the sensor, and that's all I know so far. But it sounds like they might mm. be working on crash car crash detection for their premium Samsung Galaxy devices. And I did reach out to Samsung for comment, but I hadn't heard anything back before I published this article. They were like, "Dang it, Michelle's on our case again." <laughs> What doesn't that guy know? Um, I love that you just like stumbled upon this, you know, in in like a random moment with Tasker. <laughs> like even when you're just using an app, you stumble upon a a, a thing that's. Oh that's no, so it, it was actually totally random. Like I was just yeah. working on something completely unrelated. I'm like, yes, what the heck is this? What is this doing here? But it's it, it, but that's the thing. Even when you're doing random stuff, you're still finding that stuff because you're like yeah. a magnet for it. Right? I know yeah, totally. So it's, like, <laughs> it's also good to know that they can virtually. I don't want to say spoof, but that they can virtually enable the feature without having to go in and do some sort of like hardware rigmarole. I, but it sounds like there has to be some sort of set. I, some sort of sensor that you have to have access to. Because why would they just give it to the premium? The, or I should say the most expensive devices. Yeah. Well, the way it works on Pixel phones and iPhones, it uses just very basic hardware sensors available yeah. on pretty much every device. That's what like I thought. Gyroscope, accelerometer, microphone, all GPS. In tandem, all in yeah. Every phone has yeah. that. Which so. is why it, it the, was going off on the iPhones on the roller coaster yeah. because the roller coaster will, will stop very fast yeah. like a car that yeah. is breaking. The, the real challenge, as, as you brought up, is sensitivity and processing that data. So yeah. that's the hardest part. Well, I hope Samsung figures it out because it's kind of it's such an essential feature. Yeah. Yeah, I'm kind of surprised they don't already have it, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. So. All right. Well, moving along. <sighs> well, moving along. Uh, by the way, just for the record, I do have a Subaru. I was just not wanting to um, uh, uh, call out Michelle do, too much because I know he doesn't. Three of us have Subarus here, I think. Three of us have Subarus. Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. Flow, you, me, yeah. Subaru. Yeah. Yeah. I used to have a Jason Subaru. Trade, it traded a Subaru for something else. Oh, a Toyota. To. Yeah. Okay. I was going to start a podcast about Subaru, so, but I guess not. <laughs> Subaru I have no idea how to segue from, from that to this, but <laughs> there is no one. I remember one of the first phones and one of the first foldables we talked about on Android Faithful was the Honor Magic V2, which, uh, you know, kind of came out last summer and promised to come to, you know, uh, other markets like the UK and Europe. Well, guess what? It's here. Uh, the Magic V2 is notable for being the thinnest still book style foldable with it being 9.9 millimeters when folded. That's still 2.4 millimeters thinner than any other book style foldable. And hey, uh, only a millimeter thicker than the S24 Ultra. So you are getting an incredibly thin uh, foldable. So it is from, you know, the original model was released in China and it was from last year. So, you know, the specs aren't quite as sexy as things that we talk about that are just coming out. It is rocking the Snapdragon 8 Gen 2, but a good 16 gigabytes of RAM. And then 
a 50 main, a 50 ultra wide, 20 megapixel solo photo, and then 60 megapixel inner and outer selfie cameras. Um, it is interesting to note that the price in the UK and Europe, which is 19.99 euros, or we'll just call it a flat 2000 because all those nines confuse me, um, how that compares to the Z Fold Fold's Z Fold 5's price in those uh, in those markets, and it's about 100 uh, euros more expensive, uh, with the Z Fold 5 being 1899 uh, in euros. Um, in the UK, the Z Fold, sorry, not the Z Fold, the Honor V Magic 2 will be 1699 sterling. Uh, and yeah, you'll get purple and black uh, in both regions, which actually are both my colors. So maybe I just get both phones and swap halves. I don't know. Anyway, um, the Honor V Magic 2. So uh, if you're in UK and Europe and have been waiting, uh, here's your chance. And you might also want to look for, if you're a Porsche fan, the Porsche Design Honor Magic V2 RSR. Um, which is just a, a race zoom, sports race. <laughs> zoomy, a very zoomy version, very aerodynamic um, with anti-scratch nanocrystal shield. Um, that version is already already available in China. But if you're in Europe and you just want a little extra something, something on your Honor V Magic 2, there you go. Uh, and yeah, any of our fans or listeners in Europe or the UK, let us know if you get one and how truly thin it is. Cool. How thin is it? How really? thin is it? Can you Rapper remind thin. me, does Honor have access to the Play Store? Yes, they do. Okay, so at least if you get that in Europe, you will have Everything. access to that. Right. <laughs> Speaking cool. of foldables, just real quick, I got the um, the open from Ron when I saw him. So oh, nice. I, ha- I handed it <laughs> off. I, I regrettably handed it off because I love that dang thing. But yeah, and you're never getting it back. <laughs> but, well, if you really love something, you let it go, Ron. And, I know, but Jason, yeah. I want to I want I want to hear your your thoughts of it after you cool. play with it, right? It's cool. Yeah, right? I finally had time to unbox it uh, yeah. today, so I'm gonna get myself all set up on it and give it a couple of weeks. Yeah, I love that. So, anyway. I think you'll love it too. Yeah, well, I, I expect that I will. It seems like everybody loves it. Um, we'll talk about things that people love, uh, real quick, kind of little mini hardware review for you. Um, I, I decided to get a keyboard for my pixel tablet because I wanted to explore how could I use the pixel tablet as a, um, productivity device. Right. And so I took advantage of the trip to Los Angeles and I did not bring a laptop. It was like the first oh, time God. I've flown without a laptop or anything like that. I know. Tell me about it. Um, and so I, I did some research. I was looking around, and I ended up – I netted out on the Logitech K480 keyboard that everybody pretty much, like, raved about online. I think it's been out for a while. Um, Flo, I'm glad you're here for this because uh, it is mechanical keys. You can hear them. I had that keyboard yeah. for a long time, actually. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, I left this keyboard at an old job. Ah, uh, oh, well. Oh. Well, it's only – Thirty four ninety nine, so you can yeah, easily replace expensive. it. But um, which which I got to admit, the price on it is great. I mean, it is a, it's got some heft to it. It's got some weight. Um, it is it, it's it's a, got a nice sturdy kind of plastic shell. And as you can see here, for our video viewers and audio listeners, take a listen to it or go Google and pull up the Logitech K four eighty. It's got this little neon yellow strip, which is basically a hollow spot where you can drop your tablet in and then it becomes, Oh, look at that. It's like a little computer. Right. And what's, what's great is that little strip is actually uh, kind of like grippy plastic rubbery. So you can even drop your phone in. There's my kid. 
Uh, you can even drop your phone in and, and turn your phone into a little uh, a little productivity device. Um, it is Bluetooth based. Um, one of the neat things about it is on the side of it, it's got a little dial and it lets you pair the keyboard with three different devices at any given time. Um, and so, you know, which is pretty standard with Logitech devices, like my mouse is three different slots, stuff like that. Um, and as I mentioned, it is all physical keys. So it is very nice when it types and, and you feel you press a key and it actually happens and it's all fantastic. Um, I got to admit, I love this rave review, four stars. My only, only complaint is the location of the power switch is on the bottom of the keyboard right mm-hmm. there. So mm-hmm. when you turn it when you turn it on, um, a little green light goes on and then you put it down and it's very easy to forget that you turned it on yeah. and when you leave, you got to pick it back, you got to take the tablet off, pick it back up and then turn it off. Like that's my only complaint about this other than it's like really pretty fantastic. I picked up uh, Pretty cheaply, uh, uh, there's a cool case that I found that, um, sorry, I don't have enough room on my desk here. Um, this little kind of hard plastic case, I think it is by uh, Hermit Shell. And the it's kind of designed for the Logitech, so it drops right in nicely in there. And then there's a little spot to put your tablet above it, and it all zips up. And it fit into my backpack pretty easily and nicely, pretty nice. Um, So I will say as a keyboard and as a device, the Logitech K480 gets a double thumbs up for me. If you have a Pixel tablet or any tablet and you want to go the productivity route with it and you want an external keyboard, I did look at some other folio cases that had keyboards integrated into it, but they were like capacitive keys and I wanted that kind of clicky Mm -hmm. kind of feeling. Um, But the $34.99 price point was just fantastic. Um, That said... If I was going to not get, have a laptop and just use my tablet, I, I I can't do it. It 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 was a nightmare to do the. T- mm-hmm. I yeah. had to do I had to do two mm-hmm. tasks via web browser this weekend for work. One was for iFanboy. I had to do some stuff, and I got that done. But then um, uh, posting the patron pick yesterday for this show, uh, Patreon in the browser on the for whatever reason. It just it, it it would stop scrolling. I'd have to refresh. Like it was, it, it, I almost threw the whole thing out the window and went to like the library to use a public computer to get it done. Um, nothing against the keyboard. Once I was typing, it was fine. But for some reason, the stuff we do every day on a computer, it just is completely different in the tablet environment. I don't, and I don't know why. And you know, I see. I see Michelle, you're nodding, and and Jason, you're not like I feel like everybody knows this already, but like I had to find out for myself. Um, but I really you wanted, have to be reminded. I wanted to it be to humbled. work. I, I was like, oh, I just I'll just I'll just use this tablet. What yeah. all I need is a browser, exactly. right? Why, why is it so different? That's all I need. Yeah. Can I blow your mind, Ron? Sure. Yeah. Okay. All right. So this is the keyboard that you were just talking about. Thirty four ninety nine Logitech. Yep. And check this out. Oh this my the, gosh! This is the on and on. This has to be this has to be private label. Logitech makes it for them. I mean, look at the it difference. It has to be. You get you get a bonus. Oh, you get you a get number the, pad. You, numerical yeah, it's, pad. It's expanded oh. keyboard and a mouse. You, you get a bonus mouse. It's one penny less. <laughs> oh my god! And you get the power button on top. <gasps> wow! If on and on can figure it out, Logitech, what's going on, man? Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I can't speak to the clickiness of the keys, but yeah. there you go. Well, so penny at this price point, and, it's, and, and, and does it have a Windows button too? That's very funny. Um, does it have a Windows button? Yeah, it does the option <laughs> button on the left side? On the left side. Oh, yeah, there it is. Um, oh, okay. At that yeah. price point, I would take a flyer and try the on and on and see what it looks like. Uh, that, that, by the way, the photo on the Walmart site of a workspace of a tablet in there is so fake. <laughs> 
render it like that is not a real photo that is very funny so uh, oh, you know i'm just designing my car on my tablet with this keyboard that i got from walmart <laughs> Yeah. So, and uh, and somebody in our audience uh, says that, that they have the Anana keyboard. Renegade oh. One watching live has it. Um, hopefully, give us a thumbs up or thumbs down, Renegade One. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, that would be neat to know. Uh, but anyway, yeah, external keyboards thirty five bucks. Give it a shot. Logitech was awesome, so I'll check out the Anana. <laughs> okay while we wait for that review we got some apps to blast through at this point holy cow we're going long all right michelle you're first all right and this one came as kind of a surprise because out of nowhere a user sent me a message about a new feature they found out on their chromecast or google tv they discovered a new call setting page on their chromecast that allowed them to basically um enable receiving call alerts on their TV from their phone. So basically, when they enabled it for Google Meet, they were able to, whenever they got a Google Meet call, they were able to get this notification on their TV that they were getting an incoming call from their phone. So this is kind of a neat feature, like if you're listening to audio privately, maybe you have a pair of Bluetooth headsets connected to your TV or your Chromecast or whatever, and you know you can't hear any your ringtone on your phone, but if more apps support this feature, and I don't, I remember like this is like quietly rolled out. I have no idea how this works. Google hasn't made any announcement. I don't know if this is using an API or whatever, and only Google Meet seems to support this right now. But if more apps were to support this feature, then you could have all these alerts from your phone that you would otherwise be missing show up on your TV, and then you could say, hey, let me just pause whatever I'm listening to and then pick up my phone and take that call. That's handy if it's your TV. <laughs> <laughs> It's I'm assuming it's, your it's synced to your Google account or like whatever. Yeah, it's and you're to your watching it, and no one else is, because oh, if you were in, you know, watching on that TV and there were notifications coming up every every two minutes for somebody else, that might be a little. See, annoying, in the but. house, in my house, it would just be me because my account is on everything. And so constantly, if I need to do like a security uh, validation or something like that, everybody will have their um, entertainment interrupted by my security prompt. Yeah. I get right. a lot of complaints from Mona because she's like, Mommy. Mommy, your two-factor authentication <laughs> code is up on the screen right now. Yes, because she sees my little my little profile photo and she's like, well, I'm, I'm impressed that she knows all about 2FA. <laughs> That's amazing. It, it, it's a Montessori she school, knows, right? She calls it yeah. a prompt. She knows it's called a prompt. A prompt. Oh, a prompt. I got her to say prompt. That's great. That's yeah. great. Oh, man. All right. Well, moving right along. Um, so we've been talking a lot about Assistant, uh, Google Assistant, earlier in the show. Uh, but a big one, and Android Auto, there's one of our drinking game topics. Uh, right? So, But Assistant on Android Auto um, is getting some updates uh, we want to touch upon quickly. Um, Assistant now shows a bar at the bottom. Uh, says, hi, how can I help? Um, and it also includes real-time transcription of voice commands and shows replies visually on the display. And this is rolling out to Google Play beta program users and then eventually coming soon to everyone else. So, uh, you know, they're, they, I don't know if this is, it's like the stuff is happening with assistant and then Android auto kind of trails behind, right? Like they just, they're, they're just catching up by including, you know, by up making assistant updates there. Um, and then they'll, they'll get the bard or whatever it's going to be later in life. I don't know, but, uh, but there My, it is. So. I, th I think that these division, again, these divisions are very separate. 
So whatever the assistant is yeah. going to become, yeah. they don't know, right? The left hand, hand. They don't yeah, know. never seems to know. It's going right to be just a plug in. And, and here's the thing: uh, I feel yeah. like a year or two, the left hand knew what the right hand was doing. Because I, I, like the left hand not knowing the right hand was doing was like a pre-pandemic five eight years ago yeah. problem that we talked a lot about. And then the left hand and the right hand held hands a lot more. Yes. And then now and I feel, then and now thirty thousand yep. left hands got laid off. Exactly. And yeah. Yeah. the right hand is having a hard time yep. right now to figure out. The right hand's waving in the air, panicking. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Crazy. Pretty much. All right. Uh, and then but finally, we have, 3D maps. we have 3D maps. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we have pass keys. Yay. Passkeys are just kind of confusing, if I'm if I'm truly honest. But if you like passkeys, more services are offering support for passkeys uh, via Google's password manager. We got Adobe, Best Buy, DocuSign, eBay, Kayak, Money Forward, Nintendo, PayPal, Uber, Yahoo, oh, Yahoo Japan, sorry, <laughs> and uh, soon TikTok, uh, all managed through the Google Password Manager, uh, is my understanding. Um, are, are y'all using passkeys where you can? And what's your experience? Because I just find it like, I feel I don't like know I, that it necessarily makes things easier than having a password manager. I feel like I used it once. Like, I feel like Google was like, check your phone, use the passkey. And then like, and then I never got it again. And I don't know. I don't remember what, how it happened or how to replicate it. But I used it once. It's, it's one of those things. It's kind of no. like eSIMs. Yes. Sorry, yeah. go ahead for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry, I just right. wanted to share my experience because I do use passkeys. Um, on several, I use passkeys for several apps. And so when I try to log into those apps, they'll have me go to the Google Authenticator app on my Pixel, and then I have to go get the code, blah, 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 blah. I also use the password manager in Chrome. However, I also mess things up for myself. And I was moving really fast through a Windows update. And then I enabled Microsoft's passkeys across not just my Android ecosystem, but also my Apple ecosystem of things. So now I'm going through often two or three different gates before I can get to my account. And that includes my Amazon account, which requires two passcodes now to get in. Oh, boy. Oh, my God. Well, that's I mean, that's a th- I'm super safe, guys. I mean, I'm aside, so safe. aside from the Microsoft <laughs> angle there, I mean, like I'm I'm all my I'm, I'm I'm using a password manager for my passwords. I'm not using the Google password manager. I'm using an external one. Um, yeah, you too. know, we stopped using LastPass. Yeah. I moved to another one. I'm going to, you know, whatever. So, like, I feel like that covers it within there. Um, and by the way, Jason should not be allowed to be involved in anything with 2FA or anything like that because we all know what happens when Jason does 2FA live on shows. Oh, only uh, when I'm doing receipts. a show. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But um, uh, but um, I turn passkeys on because I want it to be the future, but I don't know what is using passkey, what isn't. So I, and, uh, and I'm using Google Authenticator. I'm not using Authy. It's, it's just it's all a mess. It's become a mess. Um, I, I'm, I'm yeah. using a third-party password manager too i use one password and i have to say like if it's not if the experience is still rough on using google password manager since it's so integrated it's 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 really half-baked when you're using one password um it's gotten a little better and i think in some cases it's great um and i do try to use it where i can because i want to be there but android really just is not friendly to one password managing my pass keys uh there was one week where it basically was like showing me, hey, you can use pass passkeys through one password, and then just kept showing me the same dialogue over and over oh, again. Oh man. Like over and over again. You want this passkey? You want this passkey? You want this passkey? And I'm like, yeah, give it to me, fool. And it just wouldn't. 
That's so, what you get for going third party. Why didn't you just stick with Google? Huh? I know <laughs> that's so much that's easier. That's my problem. That's a me problem. But yeah, I mean, I'm there, and I think it. I think it when it if if a site implements it well, it's great. If not, I'm just back on passwords, man. We're not quite there yet, in my opinion. Anyway, and they keep getting breached anyway. And so every time I log in, it's like, hi, you need to actually change your password because it got breached last night okay. while you were and, asleep. And that's, the, and that's the thing is that like, I don't care what my password is now. As, uh, because, well, I do. But I mean, but with um, with having two factor set up and with Google Authenticator, like I get all these emails like you, you, here's your password reset. Click here. If you didn't do anything, don't do anything. People are doing that to my stuff all the time. And I know they're getting yes, stopped same. because they don't have authenticator on my phone. I feel that level of protection. As long as I have that, I'm good. You know, and if yeah. ASCII can replace that and not be hacked or whatever, then it'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's, it cannot be hacked, yeah, yeah, please. Yeah. <laughs> please just don't hack it. <laughs> it's easy. Just don't hack it. So, yeah. Um, just don't. All right, cool. Well, before we get an email, I know we're running late. I have a write-in um, because while we were organizing the show, I, I, I totally forgot that we needed to – and I teased it at the top of the show. But you might remember last week, Michelle and I and, and all, Jason, when we, we were chatting about the temperature sensor on the Pixel and how useless the dang thing was. Um, and then all week, Michelle and I have been – right, Michelle, we've been texting each other and laughing about, um, sure enough – Google has announced the rollout of the ability to test your body temperature via your Pixel 8 Pro. Um, and they for finally got the FDA to green light the use of it as a device to do it. Um, oh. And they posted an article on the on the, the keyword blog about how they built and tested it. Um, so pretty soon you will be able to use your Pixel 8 Pro. I have my Pixel 8 Pro. I'm going to test it all the time because I never can tell if my kids have fevers or not and I panic all the time and I've gone through about six thermometers from Walgreens um, and none of them like <laughs> One tells me they one one tells me it's 105. Another tells me it's 96.2. It's like I don't know what's going on, and so I'm hoping the Pixel can bring some clarity to it. But I am taking credit for this one because last week I said that the temperature sensor was useless unless they do this, and then sure enough, they heard the show and gave it to us. Right, Michelle? That's how it works, right? Obviously. (laughs) They they had only just magically gotten approval the day you asked for it. Well, the FDA listens too. That's the thing, right? The, 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 the people at the FDA are huge fans of the show. So, real quick before we get to email, thank you to the Ozone Nightmare. Yep. Dang, giving ten dollars to us during the yeah, show. Yeah, Ozone months. Nightmare said, "Rarely get to catch the show live, but it's great seeing the show filling the space left from AAA. Wonderful seeing the band back together talking Android. Thank you, sir. Yeah." Right on. Thank you so much for that. Okay, we've got some emails coming up next. Contact at androidfaithful.com if you want to send us an email and let us know what you think about the things we talk about and if there's things that you want us to talk about that we haven't talked about yet. Michelle, you've got the first one. Hello. Maybe. Uh, Oh, Michelle's frozen. Oh, Oh no, Michelle! I know. It I really, know. I, I thought he was moving. I, I thought he was messing know. with us. Yeah. <laughs> it's all right. I'll, I'll do it, Jason. It's like I'll take it. Okay. All right. So our first email comes from Chad in San Antonio, who says, uh, as a follow up to last week's email, and if you listen to last week's episode, Android Faithful number twenty eight, um, Chad in San Antonio wrote in about wanting solely and uh, AR computing, and 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 we all we agreed on the Apple Vision Pro and all that whole conversation. So, but Chad. Chad 
did listen to the episode and followed up and said, um, instead of a virtual keyboard for AR computing, I think experts should devise a set of gestures from the ground up for maximum efficiency mm -hmm. and ergonomics. With something like Project Solia, I should be able to flick my fingers while walking in order to write an email, debug code, switch applications, and more. That's the future in which keyboards will be obsolete. And Chad, you're probably right. I mean, they're going to have to come up with some new paradigm for data input. Um, what it is, I don't know. Somebody like Wynn is going to figure it out, and I'm not because I'm not as smart. But um, but yeah, but but I also think it'd be weird like if we've got Ray-Ban glasses with our AR stuff, we're walking around, we're all just going like this or like what <laughs> like whatever it might be. I still Flo, you, Flo, you listen and watch the show regularly, right? So you 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 saw this last week, right? You know what we're talking. I about. I did not see this. Oh last no, week you don't. Oh, that's good. Um, I have been in a. Samsung <laughs> I'm teasing you. I'm teasing you. Um, what Ouch. I did was my suggestion was we bring back the Nintendo Power Glove. And we have a glove with a little keyboard on it that you could type. But, <laughs> but I don't know. What, what, I mean, what, what, is the, what is the world of input without a keyboard look like in the future? You know, like, is it just gesture based? Is it solely? I don't know. Like, I, I can't even. Can't you just read my mind? Yeah. I mean, maybe cool. that's the next big jump. Seriously. I just don't know that I'm so convinced that we're all going to be walking around in the world doing air air keyboard you know like it'd be like it like winks could it be like a visual thing or like no, you, you, we that's weird too have, twice for like but a, we don't a, have the evolutionary like we did not evolve to do this in the air like this right. will tire you out it's the mm. same way how we have to prop ourselves up at the keyboard like we're not actually supposed Carpal to be yeah. <laughs> maybe Girl, what we have is what we have maybe, <laughs> like maybe the future is just a lot more of this yeah I hate to Put a the future needs to be it, more excellent. I mean, the future is they want it to be the ambient stuff, the stuff that yeah. goes in your ear right. and that you talk to. But I don't want to be walking your... down the street and be responding to an email and be like, oh, there are people just talking to themselves, which is right. crazy. You know, like, like, uh, yeah, uh, that's weird. I mean, people do that anyway. If yeah, you go to the coffee yeah. shop, there's yeah. at least four people on FaceTime with somebody oh, being like, worst. what kind of bagel I, do you want? How much schmear? But can I, tell you, I don't even, I don't even <laughs> understand. So like I take the Long Island Railroad into New York City all the time and there are people and, and we're talking morning commute, PM commute, and I see that they're on video chat because it's not always Apple. It's, they're iPhones, but I see people with WhatsApp, and they're and I and I look to see who they're talking to. What the and and they're just sitting there, not really talking. Like, is it yeah, a connection just, thing? Like, I, it's I'm so baffled. I want to talk to them. Be like, what are you? Doing? I think it's I think it's a connection thing. Yeah. I think it's a connection thing, which is exactly why it should just be in the ear. Yeah, in the ear and in the glasses. Yeah. I'm fine within the glasses. I think that's that'd be cool. But I've never done the on the phone thing. But when my husband and I were first dating, we were long distance, thousand miles for like two or three years, and we did would, would just open. I made him well. Okay, now I sound really creepy, but I, we would often have, leave Skype open just so that we were together, even if we weren't actually talking. I, I, yeah, I worked, exactly. I worked with someone thing. who did that. Yeah. I worked with someone yeah. who did that. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. I'm sympathetic, even though man, on a train, on a train though with other people, it's, eh, it's weird. It's a little mm -hmm. in, yeah. invading, spacey. But I don't know, yeah. connection, sympathetic. To yeah. That. Sure. Anyway, all right. Well, thank you, Chad, for writing in uh, and responding to that one. So, um, uh, you want me to take the last oh, one? Yeah, you take the last one, Jason. There you go. <laughs> yeah, we've had a little switchy switcheroo. Okay. Ah, uh, hi, Android Faithful, says Mike in Dubai. Do I have the right email? Yes, I do. I dunked my phone in water and alcohol saved it. Let me explain. Yeah. I was on a boat trip. <laughs> 
And we got out in a shallow lagoon to take pictures. I brought my S23 with me to take a few shots. I never totally submerged it, but between the IP rating, flow mentioning taking it in the shower, <laughs> know about that, uh, and having gotten my phone pretty wet a few times, I didn't think it would be a big problem when it took a little dip while in my pocket. That's like a nightmare that I have, by the way, um, when I climbed up the ladder to get back in the boat. The moisture warning went off, but I figured that it would be fine in a few hours. Otherwise, the phone worked normally. 12 hours later, my phone was set at 8% battery and I still couldn't charge it. I had to buy a wireless charger on vacation just to make it through the trip. A week later, I still couldn't connect my phone via USB, which stopped me from using Android Auto. I tried cleaning out the port. Nothing worked. Ouch. Man, this is a journey. Uh, Following a Reddit thread on moisture warnings, I found a tip that recommended turning off the phone, dipping a toothbrush in isopropyl alcohol, and scrubbing the port. I gave that a try, turned on the phone 30 minutes later, and it was good as new. As a longtime AAA listener, I never came across this tip and wanted to share it in case anyone else comes across a situation where their IP rating mostly saves their phone. Thanks as always, Mike in Dubai. Longtime AAA listener, and I should say now, longtime AF listener. It's good to have you awesome. on board, Mike. That was a journey right there. But I, I'd never heard that tip either. I mean, that's... Yeah. Uh, that, but, well, isopropyl alcohol, you want that because it... I mean, I use that anyway to clean right. devices. So I would imagine whatever the moisture that's... The yeah, moisture um, layer that's left behind. Yeah. Isopropyl alcohol will mix with the water, and because isopropyl alcohol is a lot more volatile, it actually kind of takes the moisture with it. Uh, and generally, in those cases, it's better to use ninety nine percent versus twenty one or twenty three, just because ninety nine percent is super volatile. Like I've seen that tip too, uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's it's just basically helping the water evaporate faster. Oh, that's great. That's yeah, yeah. I, and you I know might what? be explaining some things incorrectly, but that's it, it takes the water with it, so. I, I wanted to add that isopropyl alcohol is also, if you're on a trip, if you need to, you know, you pop go? some blisters on your feet. Oh, I was like, where are you going with that? Because oh, <laughs> are you going the Henny Ford direction? Are you fingers. going the, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> no. Listen, your girl I was is going to tell you about the isopropyl alcohol. <laughs> 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 no, but that's really good. There that's wasn't a very good episode of intervention about because that. you don't want yeah. those to get infected. Oh, really? So. <sighs> yes, exactly. Uh, just a tidbit for anybody out there: <laughs> a little it's, it's sewing the, needle. <laughs> it's the liquid that does everything. <laughs> I had no it idea. does. That you should always have it. It's <laughs> and it's great for keyboards and just like taking taking care of all your tech devices. So, yeah. if you should walk that's with anything to today. It should be isopropyl alcohol should be in your medicine cabinet for your skin and your tech. All right. Yes. There it is. There we go. And scene. With that, we have reached the end of this episode, this longer, but not like crazy longer yeah, episode <laughs> of Android Faithful. It is plug time. We'll start with you, Flo. What do you want to tell people about? Well, you already know I'm covering all the Samsung stuff over at gizmodo.com because that's where I am. But I'm also on the Relay FM podcast network. Yes, I do indeed. a podcast every week with Andy and Notco. We talk all about Google from Google search to the Google devices. So please join us at relay.fm slash material if you're interested. That is right. Material. I'm trying to get the screen. Oh, there we go. There we go. Now I can show it. Relay.fm slash material. 448 episodes. That's something to be proud of. Oh, yeah. That's solid. 
Keep Thank going. you for coming, Lo. Always good to have Thank you. Thank you for having here. me. Any time. Uh, Michelle, while your internet still works, uh, what do you want to plug? <laughs> uh, if you want to find out what's happening next in Android, you can follow me on Twix and all the other social media platforms at Michelle Ramon. And you can also join my Patreon at patreon.com slash Michelle Ramon if you want to support the work that I do. And yeah, I'm expect a lot of posts about Android 15 in the coming weeks because we are it is that yes. time of year again so look forward yes. to that it is, is, that it, time. is it Android 15 Eve are we there yet no we're there. Santa <laughs> Michal delivers yeah. Santa Michal delivers <laughs> <laughs> thank you Michal Win. what about you Hey, yeah, I am an Android dev. That is my day job. And I've been getting back to my day job lately, working on Compose and all kinds of stuff. It's been really fun. Uh, eventually, I'll probably talk about some of the new stuff that I'm doing. And you can find any talks and associated code and video that I do on my website, randomlytyping.com. And if you want to find me on the interwebs, I'm at Queen Code Monkey. I'm in places, but let's be real, Instagram. And that's pretty cool. Yeah. Right on. Good to see you win. What about you, Ron? I just I took the red eye last night, so I'm on fumes. So just go follow me at RonXO uh, across social and move along. So <laughs> move along. There's nothing to no, see. No, I will here. say I will here. I will I will plug. If you made it this far, if you enjoy the show, go to Patreon.com/slash/AndroidFaithful. Uh, we th- so many of you are supporting us. That's awesome. But so many of you aren't. So go go go. Chip in. Yeah, what what do we what do we got to do to convert you from an yeah, orange to an R? Yeah, exactly. That, I would love to know what 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 you would want from the Patreon. Uh, what it would take? I to will con- come more often if you need me, <gasps> or to. not if, if someone wants to. You <laughs> hey, or or not, or I'll just keep coming once in a while. I just... But uh, yeah, it. no, we we definitely we we love everyone who supports us. But those of you who yes. aren't, I would love to know why or give us a shot. Yeah. yeah, send us an email. Contact yeah. at androidfaithful.com if there's a reason. Yeah. Um, or, or message us through the Patreon. That actually makes a lot of sense, too. <laughs> Patreon.com slash androidfaithful. Um, okay. And then as for me, well, I have another show that I launched just last week called AI Inside with Jeff Jarvis. We have an episode two coming tomorrow, which is fantastic. That was a great, great recommend... first episode, by the way, Jason. Bravo. Thank uh, you. you. Very strong out of the gate. So. Excellent. We're uh, we've got a lot to learn about artificial intelligence. It's really what we're using the show as. It's kind of like we like what we know about AI, and we want to know right. more. So let's invite people who are ridiculously smart uh, to teach us each and every week, and you get to yep. be taught too, along with us. So AIinside.show is where you can go to uh, check it out along with me and Jeff Jarvis every single Wednesday. And with that, we have reached the end of this episode of Android Faithful. Don't forget, you can go to androidfaithful.com. That's our website where you can subscribe. You can find all the ways to subscribe. Everything is there. If we haven't said it a million and one times, we'll say it again. The patron, uh, Patreon at patreon.com slash androidfaithful. That's your direct support. You get to be involved in the patron news pick every week. You get an ad-free feed of the podcast, uh, exclusive content, merchandise, merchandising, and so much more. Uh, so check that out. And, uh, you know, just find us on the socials, twitter.com slash Android Faithful, Instagram, you know, you just search for Android Faithful and all the different socials and you will find us. And then uh, send us an email if you like. Contact at androidfaithful.com. See you, everybody.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.